Praise God. Well, uh, today we started a series several weeks ago, um, really before every, all this, this um, situation that we're in currently started. Um, we started a series called Our Source, and the first two messages are available online. You know, we had no idea this is what was going to happen, um, but you know, I, we're going to continue on this. We're, we're going to recap a little bit. And because we don't have people probably that haven't heard some of those messages and uh, kind of touch base on a few things we did touch base before. Obviously, we can't go back and cover everything uh, that we did before, but we'll just touch base, uh, kind of lay a little bit of a foundation and then go forward. But um, this is really pertinent right now. Uh, Matthew 6, verse 19. Matthew 6, verse 19. Matthew 6, 19, we're going to read this whole passage of Scripture because it, it, um, it all flows together. It says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, if your eye is good, your, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, the whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is, in, is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So this is Jesus speaking, and he goes through all this, and he's talking about our material situation. He's talking about uh, what we have, what we're able to do on the earth materially. And he's talking about not being concerned with everything that that uh, we see, not be overly concerned with what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat. He talks about the fact that the lilies are clothed far more 
brilliantly than, than anybody has ever been clothed, yet they're here today and gone tomorrow. The birds of the air, they don't sow, they don't reap, they don't gather into barns, but the, uh, the Father feeds them. And so then he says, why worry about these things? And he says to consider this. So then he gets down into verse 31, and I just want to read that again. Verse 31 says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows you need these things. He's saying, after all these things the Gentiles, or the people without God, they seek these things. But he said, your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. Now, last time we spent some time talking about God as our Father. And if you didn't hear that, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. God, for the Christian, God is our Father. And we can trust Him. We can look to Him. He said, for your heavenly Father knows you need all these things. He knows what we need. He knows we need all these things right now. But verse 33, it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things, what's all the things? All the stuff He talked about. What you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you need to function in this life, those things will be added to you. And then verse 34, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, he's not talking about planning ahead, but he said, don't worry about it. There's a difference between looking forward and planning ahead and looking forward and worrying about tomorrow. You can't do anything about tomorrow. You can plan for tomorrow, but, but worrying about it is not going to do any good. But specifically, I want to focus, we're going to read a few more scriptures and then, and then focus on this. But verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added to you. I want to put up Psalm 121 real quick. We covered these verses, but I want to look at that. Psalm 121 says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. James 1.16 says, do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights from whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Everything good comes from Him. Now we spent some time, like I said, you know, we, we kind of had a, a, an overview in the first message. And then last week, we, or the last time we, we spoke on this, we talked about God being our Father. God is our source. He is the one we ought to look to. As Christians, it's not the government. There's no company, no organization, no man is our source. God is our source. Now, there are different channels, and we touched on this, and may uh, emphasize this more in the future, but we did touch on this, just recapping a little bit to get us all on the same page. There, there's a, a difference between a channel and a source. See, God is our source, but there are different channels He can work through. And sometimes we get our eyes on the channel. So we get our eyes on the company, 
that we're maybe working for, or we're getting our eyes on some relationship we have, or our network, or a client, or an account, or customers. And if, if uh, some of that changes, then it's tempting to think our source has dried up, if we're looking at those things as our source, but those are only channels. God is our source. God is the one who we need to look at and say, Lord, you are the one I trust. I don't get my eyes on the natural. I don't get my eyes on what I can see because you know as well as I do, that is subject to change. We've seen that, of course, in the last several weeks. You know, if your source is, I, I have these funds and they are worth so much, well, that's changed in the last several weeks. Not saying it won't come back, but it's changed. It's subject to change. If it can go down, it can go up. But we can't get our eyes on these things. We can't get our eyes on a specific um, account or relationship or networking because those things can change. They could be different tomorrow. And anything that can go down can go up. Anything that can go out can come in. It's subject to change, but God is not. God is our rock. He is our help, like we read in Psalm 121. Where does my help come from? We need to be careful that it's not looking at something on the earth, that this is where my help comes from. You're, you are my help, or this organization is my help. That might be a channel, but that can't be our source. If that's our source, that can fail. And when it fails, we'll be shaken. Because we're looking at something that's movable as our source, and God is the only one that is our source. Now today, um, let's look at John 10, verse 1. Before we go there, though, I, I want to read. Let's, let's wait. Uh, we'll come back to John 10. I want to read that. But really... When I was preparing, I want to start here and then we'll go to John 10 because that's what Je Jesus is uh, commenting in John 10. But let's look at Psalm 92 because I just want to start there. I, I uh, had this to share and we're going to read some other psalms. Psalms are a good place to share. Psalm 92 verse 1 said, It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. Well, that's true. That's a good way to start anytime you're talking to God. You know, you can just talk to God just like you're talking uh, to a person. He's a person. But you know, especially if you're going to come to Him about something in a request, it's a good thing to put, make sure you know who He is. If you can put verse 1 up again. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to His name or to your name, O Most High. Verse 2, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. To declare He is faithful, He is good, He is kind, He is the Almighty. It's good to declare that. But verse 12, if you skip down to the end of this psalm, Psalm 92, verse 12. It says, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall 
uh, be fresh and flourishing, to declare the Lord is upright. He is my rock. There is no unrighteousness in him. Now let's look through this one more time and then we're going to look at it in a different translation. Verse 12 says, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Well, that doesn't sound like withering. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon, strong. That doesn't sound like withering up and going away. Verse 13, those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright and he is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. You can just see a, a picture of health, a picture of strength, a, fear, a picture of prosperity, a, a picture of stability in God and to declare that he is the source of it. Let's look at that in the Amplified. It says the uncre verse 12, 90, Psalm 92 verse 12. In the Amplified, says the uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, incorruptible. Are you getting a picture? This is not just barely uh, getting by. This is not withering away. This is not becoming destitute. This is becoming stronger as we go on. Look at the first part of that. You have it up. Uh, the long, it says, like a palm tree, long-lived, stately. Notice that first part, long-lived. You just talk about that. Stately, upright, useful, fruitful. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, incorruptible, strength. Planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. Growing in grace, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap, of spiritual vitality, and rich in the virtue of trust, love, and contentment. They are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to His promises. He is my rock. There is no unrighteousness in him. There's a picture there of getting stronger as we go. There's a picture there of showing by example the faithfulness of God as we live. That's God's will for us. God's will is that we have everything we need. God's will is that we prosper in every way. God's will is that we get stronger. God's will is never that we go without. That's not God. Now let's look back at John 10, verse 1. Let's read this verse of Scripture. We're going to read some more Psalms, I believe. But let's, let's look back at John 10, verse 1. This is Jesus speaking. He said, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. He who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. 
And when he brings his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Verse 7, Then he said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Talking about himself. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and find pasture. Verse 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So Jesus is saying about himself. First of all, he says about the thief. The thief is Satan. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. So anything that would steal, anything that would kill, anything that would destroy, that's Satan. That's the devil. That's the enemy of all mankind. It's not from God. It's not God bringing disease. It's not God killing people. It's not God, God's will. We just read in Psalms, God's will is that His people get stronger over time. That's His will. And we're going to read more scripture to that, that uh, same effect. He wants good for his, for his children. You know it as well as I do. Your loved ones, you want good for them. You don't wish them evil. Well, God loves us more than we could love any other person. And His will for us is good. It's not ever evil. Jesus Himself is saying here, The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come, Jesus talking about Himself, that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. He's telling us how he views the situation. And in another place, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen my Father. This is the Father's will. In the New Living Translation, John 10, 10 says, My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Does that sound, again, like fading away. It doesn't. A rich and satisfying life sounds like what we read in Psalms. It sounds like that palm tree, like that cedar. It sounds full of life and vitality. That is God's plan for us. That's God, His will toward all of humanity, really, is this. That the world may have a rich and satisfying life. That's why He died. That's why Jesus came to the earth. John 10, 10 in the Amplified, it says, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. I came that they may have and enjoy life. Well, you know as well as I do, when there's a bunch of uh, loss and there's uh, could be disease, sickness, we're sp specifically talking about the material, uh, that's not enjoying life. Like, you, know, you can praise God in the middle of it, but, you know, if we're honest, that's not as good as you're fully healthy, have all your needs met. That's not, there's anybody that says there's, uh, you know, those are the same. Um, you know, I would question whether or not we're looking at the same thing, because anybody, if we're being honest, we like it when we have what we need and we're feeling 
okay. Now you, in the spite of those other things, can glorify God, not through any of that stuff, but in spite of it, you can say, God, you are my source. God, you're my healer, etc. But God's will is that we may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Till it overflows and to the full are not terms of, of barely getting by. That is God's will for us always. Always. All the time. Right now, in this period, God's will for us is to have everything we need. Now let's look at a few other uh, psalms here. Let's go to Psalm Psalm 91. We'll just read the end of this. Psalm 91, verse 14. It says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That sounds like we read in Psalm 92. Growing stronger over time. Growing just more and more stable and secure because God is the source. God is our rock. God is the one we look to. And regardless of the waves... That, that may come and go in society, regardless of circumstance, regardless of all these temporal things, our rock stands and we look to Him. We look to Him as our source. Channels may come and go, but when one channel dries up, another, we say, God, you have more. And we just follow Him. The key is, we look to Him. And whatever He says to do, that's what we do. And he will always, we've read just a few scriptures, we're going to read more. His will is abundance. Jesus himself said, I've come so that they may have life and have it more abundantly. I've come so that they may have and enjoy life. So it overflows and so uh, it's to the full. That's his will. So when we, when we see a, a dip of something or a channel looks like it's gone, we just say, well, Lord, you have another one. Lord, you have a better one. This may have been so much, but Lord, there's a better one here. I, I can't see it, maybe, but I'm trusting you. We don't start looking into the mode of, well, yeah, but this is gone. What am I going to do? Well, that's putting our trust in something that's temporal. That's putting our trust in something that could be gone tomorrow. That's putting our, our trust in something that's unstable. He said, with long life, I will satisfy him. That's his will. That's his will. And show him my salvation. Psalm 1, verse 1. Psalm 1, verse 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, in his word. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Like what we're looking at right now, we're looking at the word of God. When we focus on these things, when we think about these things, think about the fact that God 
is the Almighty. And that His will for us is that we have everything we need. His will for us is that we have life and we have it to the full. That's, that's, that's meditating. That means you have to sit there with your eyes closed, you know, in, in some posture and think about meditating is just going over. When there's some other thing coming in that would try to get our minds off, that we put it back and say, oh no, God is my source. That's meditating in His Word. What it's called here, when it says His law, He meditates day and night. His statutes, what He has to say. What is His truth? And let's just take a moment there. That's not always easy to do that. Because, because circumstances are real. Circumstances can bring pressure. Jesus Himself said, we don't have to put this up, but in, in John 16, 33, He said that tribulation would come on this earth, but He said, be of, over, be of cheer, I've overcome the world. In this world, you will have tribulation, you will have pressure. Jesus Himself said there would be that. And, and, and circumstances can be full of pressure. They can bear they can bring pressure to bear on us. But we need to understand that in the middle of that, that pressure, that we can still choose to think on what He said. Choose to think on what He has promised. Choose to, to think on and meditate on His promises and really on truth. It may not look like truth. If we're going by what we see, we could think, I don't see how. I don't see any way. This is, this part's over. This is, where, where did this, how is this going to be replaced? But that's where we have to put that aside and put God's truth on the throne and say, Lord, I trust you. You're my rock. You're my source. And we're talking specifically in this about material things. You're my source in everything, but you're my source materially. I'm not looking anything specific on this earth as my source. You are my source. I'm going to follow you, and as I follow you, I will be taken care of. Verse 3, Psalm 1, verse 3 says, He shall be like a tree. Now, uh, in verse 1, it said, Blessed is the man that, ba that follows after God. Let's read it. We'll get to verse 3, but let's read it through since we took a little bit of time to comment on it. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper." It says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Well, if a tree is planted by the river of water, what is that? He's by the source of life. He's where he needs to be. It, it says in that case, he, he will bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither. And whatever he does will prosper. So there's several things there. He'll bring forth its fruit in a season. That sounds like the other scriptures we've read, where it's God's will for us to get stronger, to prosper over time. 
It said his leaf also shall not wither. He's not going down. Doesn't matter what's going on. He's staying strong, not going to wither. And then whatever he does, it's going to prosper. That means I did this, it prospered. Well, that, that's, that's, uh, this has changed, but I'm over here now. This is going to prosper. That's God's promise to us. That's God's promise to us is that as we walk after him, this, we need to build into ourselves this picture. That God wants us to be strong and get stronger over time. And any thought, any image, any circumstance that would contradict that, we reject that. Doesn't mean we reject reality. It may look a certain way, yeah. But in spite of that, we say, God, I choose to trust you. I choose to believe your word more so. Look at Psalm 128. Just painting a picture of God as our source. If we're planted by the river... We know his river, if he's the river, it's not drying up. A natural river could dry up, but he's not going to. If he's our source and we're planted in him, we're okay. It's going to be okay. All the time. Somebody needs to say that. Somebody needs to say that out, out there, say it's going to be okay. Just saying that can just bring a, a, some peace into the room, some strength into the room. You say it again, it's going to be okay. Just saying that, you trust in God, say, no, God has this, he, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. God is my rock. Psalm 120, 128 says, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord. Blessed. Well, that doesn't sound like withering away. That doesn't sound like going down. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in His ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy, and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants, and all around your table, all around your table, behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you out of Zion, and may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes, May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. This is another picture of getting stronger and seeing fruit and seeing the things that matter. Strong, your family. See, it gives a picture of health and strength. In the NLT, Psalm 128, verse 1 says, How joyful are those who fear the Lord, all who follow His ways. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor. His joyful and pro how joyful and prosperous you will be. Your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine flourishing within your home. Your children will be like vigorous young olive trees as they sit around your table. That is the Lord's blessing for all those who fear Him. That's God's will for us. To be strong. Another one, if you can put up Psalm 112. Let's just read that. This is another great picture. Psalm 112 says, Praise the Lord, how joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying His commands. Their children will be successful everywhere. That doesn't sound like going down. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy. Their good deeds will last forever. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. Amen. 
Light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. Good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Good comes. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Again, this is a picture of God's will for us as His children. There is nothing about going down or, or not having enough. The, the, the idea is that God wants His children to do well. He wants everyone to overcome. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. They do not fear bad news. Notice the, the, the resiliency, the strength, the, 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 the stability This is giving a picture. All these verses we're reading are giving a picture of someone that's walking through life. I mean, it's not it's not talking about the circumstance here. It's talking about a an overarching theme. The whole time. Uh, The whole life that it's just strong strength stuff that comes walk right through it. Verse seven, they do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them, regardless of what markets are doing or what a client is doing. Don't fear that. May come. Don't ignore it. Don't, we don't stick our head in the sand, but we confidently face it and say, God is whom I'm trusting in, so we're still going on. Eight, verse 8, they are confident and fearless. They can face their foes triumphantly. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. Amen. That is not looking like going down, that's looking like coming up consistently. And that's exactly what Jesus said, that we would have life and have it overflowing. Psalm 35, 27, we'll put that up. Psalm 35, 27. says, let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. Talking about the Lord, just he's, he's speaking to his people. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Pleasure in seeing those who serve him do well. That's his will for every person is that they would come to him serve him and in the word here says he has pleasure in it he has pleasure in the prosperity of those who serve him we'll read a few more verses here in the new covenant in the new testament john third john 2 says beloved i pray that you may prosper in all things, and be in health, just as your soul prospers. Beloved, I prosper. I, I, I uh, pray that you may prosper in all things. 
I may prosper in all, I, I pray that you may prosper in all things. You can see from all these other verses that we've read, this is God's will that we would prosper in everything and be in health just as your soul prospers. That part, just as your soul prospers, that means as your thinking lines up with what he said in all these things that we've been reading. As we let that be the dominant, the dominant thought in our lives, as we let that be what we meditate on, that this is the picture of what he has for me. Build a mental image, build a mental uh, understanding of what God wants for me. That, is, that supersedes anything that we would walk through naturally. That supersedes changing conditions. That supersedes uh, markets. That supersedes business uh, situations supersedes anything economically, those things are real. But God's word is, is real and it, it surpasses any of these things that are subject to change. So as our, as our mind, as we think, like we read earlier, as we meditate on what he has said, as we meditate on this is what God has for me. God has good for me. I see myself getting strong because there is an enemy. He is that thief. And he will come and say, you're going down. This is it. You're going down. There's no hope. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, and then look at that. There's no hope. You, and he'll play you a picture and video. Bring you pictures. Bring you thoughts of destruction, financial destruction, leading to family destruction or other things. And, and, and if we buy into that, if we, say, if, we, if we think on that and think, well, yeah, that could happen and that can happen, you're not ignoring reality. But you say, in, if we let those things dominate our thoughts and we're thinking, well, that could happen and this could happen and this could happen, and we start being led by fear, then we're being led by the wrong thing. Faith doesn't ignore the circumstance. It just looks at a higher truth than the circumstance. The circumstance can change, can change tomorrow. In any, in any situation, it can change. But God's truth does not change. And as we build this into our consciousness, build the fact that He is our source. Regardless, He's my source. And He wants me to prosper. These scriptures are good ones to go over. And just build a mental image of how He sees our situation, how He, he sees us. And get into the mindset that no matter what's going on, there is, His will is going to be done in my life. That's how, as it says here in 3 John 2, it says, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. As our soul becomes, our mind becomes lined up with what he said, we will experience things in a different way because instead of yielding to this is going, I'm not going anywhere, this, this is going to be it, and we make decisions based on fear, we can make decisions based on what God said. All right, God, this looks like this. This looks like this. Now, what would you have me to do? What's the next thing? What's the next move? What's the next play? How do you want me to act? See, there's an expectancy there. There is a different mindset there. It's not everything's going down because something in the, temp in, in the temporary happened, something that's subject to change happened. We just switch to, God, 
you're my source, what's next? Well, there can be opportunities there that wouldn't be available to us if we just looked at the temporary. Praise God. God is faithful. He's faithful all the time. We read this scripture earlier but, uh, in, in a previous, but let's just close with this. Philippians 4.19, familiar verse of scripture. Philippians 4.19, it says, My God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all your need. Again, that does not sound like withering away. That says, God will supply. That sounds like John 10.10. 10. In the Amplified, it says, My God will liberally supply, fill to the full, your every need according to His riches in glory. In Christ Jesus. He'll liberally supply, fill to the full. Overwhelmingly supply. He is our source. He is the God that we look to. He is our rock. He's our fortress. He's the one that we trust. Not anything that's subject to change. Praise God.